0: So when I'm looking for restful periods, what what my brain is really going to is periods of sleep, being able to sleep late, being able to sit on the couch and watch TV with my husband and my dog, really my husband and my dog being the only other people around, no responsibilities and white space on the calendar. So it's a very, um, it's a very almost extreme kind of rest that I'm looking for. And not extreme in a bad way, but it's a very disconnected experience of rest that I think is what I need in order to feel restored. And something that I've come to realize too over the course of this work is that I tend to work sort of up here at, at what I would say is like a high decibel of energy, and then I'm crashing. I'm looking for a crashing experience. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're going to talk about the experiences of high-achieving women and men across industries and lifestyles who are at about the midpoint in their careers and are no longer satisfied to let life happen to them. Together, we're going to purposefully create the second half of our lives by addressing burnout and overwork, by getting clarity on how we're creating the experience of our lives, specifically how we're conspiring to keep ourselves stuck, articulating what it is that we really want for the second half of our lives, and developing a plan to achieve it. On this episode, we're talking about. An experience that I have this week that I'm choosing to share with you all, hoping that if I share a little bit with you about sort of my mental process and what I walked through, that it might offer something to you as you consider your own lives. So, I told you last week on the show that I've come to the conclusion that my words for the year are soft and slow. And what that means for me is that I want my life to be fueled more by desire and excitement and positive energy and less from duty and obligation and responsibility and sort of a hard driving force kind of feel. It's just simply not what I want for my life anymore. So I want it to be softer, fuller, and to live that life at what feels like a slower and more purposeful pace. So I was on the plane driving home from a business trip and I began scrolling my calendar. You know, I had no internet access, but I was scrolling my calendar looking at the months ahead. And this specifically was after I had been delayed in the airport about six hours and I knew that I had, you know, worked out of town for four days and was coming home, was going to be leaning a training the next day. And I had been looking forward to kind of that time on the couch in the evening with my husband and my dog where we were just going to veg out. And I didn't have that anymore because of the delayed flight. And so I was thinking about my next day and feeling like I couldn't shut off between now, that was Thursday evening, and the next morning for that event. And then I started looking at my calendar and saw the next three weeks I have travel. The week after that is dedicated to a particularly intense focused work task. Traveling again the following week. And then I have a week of vacation. And note the week of vacation in there before I return and go to some more travel and some more focused work, right? And so my, my immediate thought that my brain went to was, you know, I can't, I can't slow down again until June. You know, I'm just looking at there's something every week. I can't slow down again until June. And I immediately sort of noticed the thought error, right? Because here I have a week of vacation in there, number one. Clearly, I'm slowing down somehow to take a week off. And then also, obviously, I'm sleeping, I'm resting, there are weekends, I'm doing other things. But I wasn't mentally willing to sort of let my foot off the gas when I thought about those next few weeks. And this is something that I have noticed, as I've talked to you all in previous episodes about stress and rest, is my own struggle to find periods of rest in stressful times, in focused work times. I have a tendency to want to just press on and get the thing done so I can rest at the end. Even though what I know and what I knew, frankly, Thursday, looking into going into the Friday training, was if I just keep pushing, it's actually really hard to come down from that on the back end. So I knew I wouldn't really feel very relaxed Friday evening because I'd still be sort of buzzing from that frenetic energy. And so I I, I was thinking, as I do, and journaling and asking myself questions. I've talked about coaching myself on the podcast before, and certainly that's something I want to share more of with you all in the future. But I was basically coaching myself and asking myself questions. So like, what's going on here? When I say I'm not going to have any periods of rest until June, what do I really mean? And so when I'm looking for restful periods, what, what my brain is really going to is periods of sleep, being able to sleep late, being able to sit on the couch and watch TV with my husband and my dog, really my husband and my dog being the only other people around, no responsibilities and white space on the calendar. So it's a very, um, it's a very almost extreme kind of rest that I'm looking for. And not extreme in a bad way, but it's a very disconnected experience of rest that i think is what i need in order to feel restored and something that i've come to realize too over the course of this work is that i tend to work sort of up here at at what i would say is like a high decibel of energy and then i'm crashing i'm looking for a crashing experience i'm not really looking for a restorative and recuperative creative rest experience which i know and you know Is really very good for us. So I saw that dichotomy. It's either on or off, full blast, or stopped completely, sort of redlining my engine, if I were an engine, or turning it off. And that, you know, as a coach, the posture I take with something like that is curiosity. It's interesting. So why is that the case? I keep myself from resting when I know that there are responsibilities around the corner. And I think it's because of this tendency that, to crash, right? Because I think I need to keep going so I can crash later. Whereas if I were finding ways to incorporate rest that were more active and restorative, perhaps they'd be easier to come back from. And I started looking around in my days and in my weeks for times that I feel. Are restful, but that actually I feel very connected to other people and maybe to my environment. I feel present and grounded in my body in the moment where I'm not projecting or planning into the future and where I'm not going over something that just happened. So, when do those experiences happen? And I, I identified basically three walking, especially in nature. I have that experience in bed on weekend mornings with my husband, have that experience as well. And then after, after cold showers, so I enjoy, and we'll call them cool showers because they're not cold showers by anybody else's standards. But, you know, after a cool shower, when I'm getting ready, I feel very energized and alive and present and just simply good. I just feel good. And so I was looking at these three experiences and thinking, okay, that's when I feel rested, but still alive, not, not a crashed kind of rest, but more of what I think of as a restorative type of rest, active rest, rest that's truly restorative when I'm not just bottoming out from exhaustion. So two things. So one became, how can I play, play this up? So how can I play this up? So how can I Emphasize these periods of rest, right? And one is to simply pay more attention to them. So, Rick Hansen, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, talks a lot about ways that we can savor and experience that we can pay attention to it for just a few more seconds. So, it has a greater impact on the structure of our brains. And so, I can actually notice in these mornings, on the weekend, on my walks, the way that I feel after a cold shower, I can really start to notice how good these make me feel. I can pay attention to that and I can savor those a little bit. I can also find ways to sort of dial them up, right? Um, I can add aromatherapy to my cold shower, you know, maybe some things that are citrusy and fresh in the morning. And I can begin looking for other places perhaps to walk, you know, how can I walk for a longer distance or more time, or maybe, you know, I'm walking the dog, maybe I can walk numerous times during the day, or maybe I can go to some interesting places and get some walking in. But all of this simply involves paying attention to those experiences. And then my brain did as you do, I'm sure, which is thinking, well, if a little bit is good, more is certainly better. And I began thinking about what are the characteristics of these types of rest for me? And what do they sort of hint at that also might be a restful experience in the future? So for me, again, it was about being present, being very much um, comfortable in my body, my mind not rushing to the future, also not hanging out in the past and feeling simultaneously restful, but also alive. And I noticed how much each of these things had to do with comfort and aliveness in my physical body. And so I started thinking about things like sauna as another option, massage as another option that's available, and then certainly exploring some of the trails and hikes, things that we have available in the Atlanta area. So it gave me some ideas for the future about how I might get some more time and rest in. Now, also, the thing is, I don't blame myself for needing to crash. I see the intensity and the rigor of my schedule and what has been like, not only now, but for years. And I recognize that there's a reason that I'm choosing to crash. There's a reason that I'm doing that. And so I don't want to discount that either. In times that I'm resting and it's restorative, it's a a feeling of being active, perhaps creative, um, connected to nature, connected to people, connected to my environment, but also relaxed and yet simultaneously. Active and vibrant, energized. So, I'd love to know how this lands for you, whether or not you think there's some application in it for, for your life. When you think about the type of rest that you need to recover from the active work, the focused work within your life, what are those activities? What are the activities you're most looking forward to for rest? Because I think a lot of us are crashing on the couch. What is the environment in, within your body? How do you feel? When you're engaging in focused work, if it were an engine, would you describe yourself as up in the yellow? Would you describe yourself as redlining? Are you comfortably within the green area? What does that feel like for you? What does what the experience of it look like for you? And additionally, if you are finding yourself getting up into the higher RPMs, are you able to bring yourself down into the green? Are you able to just Drive as it were is a slower pace, or is it a challenge for you to come down once you've gotten into that redlining zone? And if you take a look at the ways that you offer yourself rest and restoration, what are they? What are your favorites? And then what is similar about them? So I told you for mine that it's being out in nature, feeling connected, feeling relaxed, but also feeling alive and usually a groundedness and a sense of presence in my body and my mind, not going to the future and going to the past. So for yours, what are the characteristics of the ways that you find rest? And then how do those characteristics perhaps inspire you to find other ways to integrate more meaningful rest within your own schedule? So what I'm hoping is that by recognizing and by bringing awareness to these types of rest within my schedule, that I'm able to get a greater benefit for them. Just bringing awareness, bringing acknowledgement, enjoying and savoring them more. I'm also hoping that it allows me not to redline quite as much. Perhaps I can become a little bit less rigid and more flexible so that even when I am focused and expending a lot of energy, I can kind of bring that down into a relaxed state so I'm not expending so much intense energy when it's not useful for me. Because I would like to work from a place of excitement, energy, desire and less from that place of hard driving, grin and bear it, you know, get to the finish line, you know, that sort of hard driving energy that just causes, I think, the redlining to show up in our lives. But I also have to realize the redlining, as I'm describing it, it's there for a reason. It's actually served me. It has been a way that I have shown up professionally And personally, as someone who has a reputation for being able to get things done, it has allowed me to be a professional. It has allowed me to be relied upon, to be efficient and effective. But it's also okay that I can see ways that it's not serving me now and that I can choose to do things a little bit differently. That style of working, that expenditure of energy, that driving force got me where I am today. But it isn't going to take me to where I want to go next. It isn't going to fuel more softness and slowness as I go into 2023. I'd love to know what your thoughts are about this episode. I'd love to know whether this resonates with you, whether it doesn't entirely, whether my description of redlining is something that you experience as well. And so I want to tell you a little bit about what I'm offering So right now, through the month of March, I'm offering Small Wins for Big Results coaching packages. This is a short engagement coaching package of just three sessions, 50 minutes apiece for $497. And in these sessions, we're going to be very purposeful about going after a small win, something that you would like to break through, an area of growth, a decision, Perhaps there's something that you're just trying to get your mind around. You're not really in the mood right now for a long-term engaged coaching package. But boy, if you could just tackle this one thing, if we could even create a plan to tackle this one thing. So I want to make that available to you because the things that have made the biggest difference for me since I got involved in this personal development work have been the small changes. Those small changes snowball into big results. And I'd like to show you how. So reach out to me via Facebook, email me at stephanie at com, and let's get your session scheduled. Thank you so much for listening to episode 35 of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. I hope you join me back here next week on your favorite podcast platform or YouTube for our next episode. And if you're enjoying the episode, please tell a friend about the podcast. And if you're really enjoying the episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others to find the show. Thanks again. I've enjoyed spending this time with you this week, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Bye.